Calling all benders and non-benders alike. Jump into the epic world of Avatar with your favorite podcast, Avatar, Braving the Elements. Hosted by me, Janet Varney. And me, Dante Bosco. Each week we'll recap and discuss a new episode. So come join us and our amazing guests from creators to cast to superfans to chat about all things Avatarverse. It's Fire Nation time. Book of Fire. Let's go. Listen to Avatar Braving the Elements wherever you get your podcasts. The Last Kids on Earth and their superhero alter egos are back in the latest installment of the graphic novel spinoff series, The Last Comics on Earth, Too Many Villains. Jack, June, Quint, and Dirk face their biggest challenge yet, creating the sequel to their hit graphic novel in a mad dash, puzzle-filled race across Apocalyptia to stop the biggest evil plan in history. Hey, you know what the creators of Last Comics on Earth's evil plan is? Make me and my kids love these books. Seriously, my younger kid is a huge fan of both the Last Kid series and the Last Comic series. It's true. And now I'm hooked too. The whole team has created a delightful cast of characters with some fantastic kid-friendly art throughout that will appeal to readers of all ages. Buy your copy of The Last Comics on Earth in stores today. You can also visit lastkidsonearth.com to learn more. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Comic Book Club. I'm Alex. I'm Justin. I'm Pete. And we are here at Baltimore Comic-Con with Mark Wade. Mark, yeah. welcome! Live at the show. Happy to be here. Live at the show, recorded, played later, but uh, always excited to talk to you. You have a ton of stuff going on, but I did want to ask you, last night you gave the keynote at the Ringo Awards. What was that like? What is that experience like? What? What was the speech like? It was it was an honor first off because I love Mike. I mean, obviously we were good friends and we were great collaborators together. Um, beyond that, I was just glad to absolve myself because a few years ago I did the keynote speech there and it was the Hindenburg of keynote speeches. So it was horrific. It was it, Sergio Aragonas came at me swinging his fists, and I'm not <laughs> exaggerating. So wow. so. That everybody was up there basically waiting for me to fly into the sun again, and I didn't. I truly disappointed them. Screw you. I wrote it down this time. I'm good. Are you the bad boy of Comic Con panels? Appar- like, what's the, I, apparently, what I did am. you do? I know it was. It's a let's. I'll go off mic. I'll tell you. Yeah, great. Yeah. All right, I love that. <laughs> All right. Well, learn we your move, lesson. Why don't we move on to the books? Because yeah. you have so many books that are coming out right now, and so many great books. Thank you. Uh, I wanted to ask about Superman: Last Days of Lex Luthor yeah, yeah. first. So this is a black label book. Yep. What what does that do? What do, what's the guidelines in terms of black label? It really, I mean, as originally conceived, obviously it was for more adult quote unquote stories. But really, it, for something like Brian Hitch, it was more a chance to let Brian really yeah. open up because of the format being different. the The story isn't really, it doesn't really change the way I told the story. There's a little bit more in the second issue that is a little bit more morally complex than maybe I would normally go into in a Superman story. But really, it's it's less about the content and more about just letting Brian open up. And that was your intention from the beginning. It feels like sort of in all of your work recently, you're you're targeting, you're much more like, I'm going to do this and then move over to this yep. and this. Yep. Is that just like you're like, want to be more specific with your work? or it's, how's it's, that? I'm really old and I'm picking my chance. I'm picking my shots, yeah. you know, a little more carefully. Um, for, for Superman Last Days of Lex Luthor, it almost feels to me like, and it's very much its own story, but it almost feels like a flip of all-star Superman in a way. Was that something yeah. that was on your mind at all? It, it wasn't really. It was more like a spiritual successor to Birthright. That oh, was the okay. idea. Uh, so, it's, right. And it's still very much those versions of the characters in my mind. It's very much the continuity of Superman Birthright. So okay. that, was, that was the intent. Okay. 
Uh, let's talk about the world's finest line. Sure. Yeah, yeah. I guess. Uh, first of all, I have a bone to pick. Yeah. And I don't know if this is uh, from you or from DC. He's going to take a swing, Mark. Watch out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. uh, the titles are flipped. So it's yeah. World's Finest Teen Titans and it's Batman and Superman World's Finest. Yes, I know. But here's the thing the reason <laughs> they call it Batman and Superman World's Finest is so that retailers will file it under B for Batman. That's okay. the reason. Oh, okay. <laughs> So what connects this line <laughs> in your mind, then? In my mind, it's just, it's more the classic versions of the characters. This is, it was DC's request, not mine, but again, they knew my, they knew this was my wheelhouse. But basically the request was, we, we get so many Batman books and so many Superman books that are all over the place, can you give us one that is basically just the classic versions of the characters? Well, yeah, you asked the right guy. So... It was so successful, and again, I give all credit to Dan Mora. Come on. I mean, he's doing the heavy lifting. Yeah. Uh, and Tamara Bonvillain, our, our colorist. Uh, and then from there, we're doing so well, and Dan's designs of the Teen Titans were so cool. They said, well, let's do a Teen Titans spinoff. And then from there, you know, we're talking about what else can we do in that little corner of the universe? Uh, I just wanted to take yeah. a moment and thank you for all the amazing work that you do. It's Thanks. awesome as a fan to see your name on a book. What's... Um, Coming to a con, like, what's your favorite thing that you get to see or do? Uh, one more, I, at a, at my work or at a con? I'm sorry. Uh, at a uh, con. My, at a con? Yeah. Meeting some of the giants, meeting some of the guys whose shoulders I stand on. I mean, I'm sitting right next to Jose Garcia Lopez. Yeah. Like, that's the best place to be. Uh, not to pivot completely back to what I was talking about from Pete. Sorry, wow, Pete. nice. Okay. Yeah, sorry, nice buy back. Okay. We're, we're, uh, we're good. Yeah. Um, the, so you have Batman Superman, which almost seems to be leading continuity in a way. And then yeah. you have Teen Titans, which is in sort of its own pocket continuity. It's, but it's all part of the same. Co- the, okay. the trick is to try to find some way to connect that stuff, however tangentially, to, to main DC continuity because... Otherwise, as you know, fans will look at it and go, oh, that doesn't count. Mm. It doesn't count. So mm. that's why, you know, the first arc ties into Lazarus Planet. That's why the second arc t- ties into Kingdom Come. And we're not so much with the third one, but we're trying. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's talk about the Kingdom Come stuff, because sure. you're revisiting that yeah. in Batman Superman. What's it like going back to that world? It's cool. I mean, Alex and I have had a lot of good talks about it. I want to make sure he's looped in on all that stuff. But it's not a sequel, because that I'm not going to do that with anybody but Alex ever obviously but it's so it's a prequel basically and it is our Superman and Batman being on that world having learned what is going to happen and trying to find some victory in there even though they can't really tell anybody about the future and there's really nothing they can do to stop it because we're not going to undo our story yeah Yeah. Uh, the other one you have going is Shazam uh, which we've been loving and that's been a lot of fun but I'm sure you get this all the time, but I want to ask you about the name thing because yeah. he's called the captain in here. The best we could do. <laughs> <laughs> well, what uh, what kind of discussions go into that in terms of okay, what can we actually call the character now on the title on the front versus right. in the? Book? I mean, technically, you could call him Captain Marvel within the within the book without putting it on the cover, mm-hmm. but merchandising is the real issue. Like if you keep calling him Captain Marvel, but all the merchandising is Shazam, which it has to be. Right. Then it just creates, their thinking is it creates confusion in the marketplace. I personally hate the name being Shazam for him because it just takes all the magic out of the word in a real meta way. So we knocked it around and we thought that's about the best we can do. But the Mm -hmm. captain, that's 
a compromise that we can live with. And that's a Captain Morgan's tie-in, right? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Plus, we got Mary. We did get Mary Marvel back. We got yeah. that name back, and that's so. great because yeah. that, that's of a piece, and I think that doesn't cross the lines right. that we're right. talking about. I want to ask you, like you said, you've been doing this for a couple of years now. Yeah, a couple of years. Uh, do you approach your stories differently now? Like, how has your work changed over the over the years? It's. I, I don't really approach it differently. I mean, it really is all to me about who are the characters I want to play with and how do they interact and what kind of conflicts and conversations do they have. And, oh, yeah, they got to fight the vulture, you know. But I'll worry about that later. The more important part is to me is, like, how do these characters revolve around each other and what, what are their relationships and what can I show you about these characters that you've maybe never seen before. That's the fun part to me. Is there any part of the characters that you're working on now where you're like, I've never seen this before? Like, you're discovering the, these new I, bits and there pieces. Was, I had a moment in World's Finest, I want to say three, maybe, where Superman, is, Superman and Batman have gone to hell, but Superman breaks his way out of it, and Batman makes the observation, Superman doesn't believe in hell. And yeah. I never thought about that before, but it makes perfect sense oh, to me. Cool. Superman doesn't believe there is a place... That where people can be damned without any chance of redemption. Superman believes that everybody can be redeemed at some point. So that was that was one of those moments. Cool. And is that in your in your book when you're your notebook or you're writing down ideas? Are you just like circling now? You're like this is good. This is good. This is Honestly, good. there's no notebook. Yeah. I just <laughs> I just I just make this stuff up as I go. I mean, again, I get to the end of the issue. I get a, I give you a cliffhanger. I don't know how the cliffhanger resolves. Yeah. <laughs> I just I'll figure it out next month. So, yeah. Well, but to that point, though, Justin brought up when we were talking about one of your books on the show the other week, it does feel like you're building this big Uber story over several titles. Yes. What could you talk about with that? That I'm still building, and I'm not quite (laughs) sure what it's going to... I'm still kind of just shaping the clay. I'm not quite sure what we're going to end up with, but that's the idea. You're doing a sneaky crossover. You're Pretty doing much, like yeah. a Mark Wade, like a little whole, sneaky Mark yeah. Wade crossover. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> how how far in advance then do you have to plan that sort of thing? At the, I mean, I know you've been doing this. The, for the a real while, trick so. is the real trick is solicitations. That's the real trick. Mm-hmm. Is that DC obviously needs covers and solicitation copy way in advance. And it is my least favorite part of the month because they're always <laughs> asking me for cover ideas and solicitation copy for at least two issues beyond I've even thought of. Mm. So that's why you have Gargawax and Gorilla City in issue three of Shazam because I just threw that out in a, in a desperate <laughs> Hail Mary. Yeah, that's what issue three is going to be. So, See, that's a, you've been at it long enough where you're like, you're just calling your shots. Pretty much, yeah. And I, can, I can get there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's amazing. Uh, we've talked through a lot of the books. Anything else people should be checking out? For Let's see. I mean, there's there's Lex Luthor. You said Lex Luthor, World's Finest, uh, Shazam, Teen Titans. Um, there's nothing right this second, but there's a couple more things that should be announced in the few, next few weeks uh, that will keep me very busy at DC for quite some time to come. Yeah, and you're wow. still clearly enjoying it. You're I'm losing. having a ball. I mean, yeah. they're just letting me do what I want to do. And I'm over in my little corner where I can not worry about upsetting any apple carts. And I'm working with Dan Mora, and I'm working with Emma Lupacino, and I'm working with some amazing artists. So let them do the heavy lifting. I'll just be over here having fun. Mark, I love it. Always love talking to you. Have a great rest of the con. You too, sir. And if you'd like to support this podcast and all the podcasts we do, patreon.com slash comic book club. Also, we do a live show every Tuesday night at 7 p.m. to Facebook and YouTube. Come hang out. We would love to chat with you about comics. Apple, Android, Spotify, or the app of your choice to subscribe, listen, and follow the show. 
at Comic Book Live on Twitter, Comic Book Club Live on TikTok or Instagram, ComicBookClubLive.com for this podcast and many more. Until next time, we'll see you at the Comic Book Shop. Every Tuesday night, yeah, yeah, yeah. Once a week, that blows your mind.